All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. See, we already have a comment. Uh, my auntie, Katie, commented. Hey, auntie, how are you doing? Hope your day is going well. Uh, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank you for another day in the land of the living and another day to get our acts together and get on track to his word because we definitely, um, definitely need to. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a place where we like to have live Bible studies every week, as you can see. Well, we like to dive deeper into the Bible and study a lot of lesser-known scriptures as well as the most popular ones. We like to cover it all. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back to Join the Midst of the Storm. We're glad to have you back. As you can see from the title, You Are Special. Um, it's definitely a special thing to be um, called one of God's children. And I know how it can be like everybody is against you and nothing is going your way when you um, start following God. And a lot of people that could like the fear of that can stop them. They may want to follow God, but they just have their faith in their money or in any other outside substance that may actually stop them from coming and turning to God. They look at what they have to lose instead of what they have to gain. I remember I was talking to somebody about a year ago. I was talking to somebody about turning to God and now I was explaining to them like, hey, this is, you know, a lifestyle this is how this lifestyle is when you're turning your life over to God. And they said, what you just described is like I'm in a black box, isolated from everybody else, not allowed to have, have fun or do anything like that. And that's the fear that comes over a lot of people when um, the idea is brought up about coming to God. But that is a lie straight from the devil himself. It is Things may get rough sometimes, but God will never put you to anything that he's not planning on bringing you through. So you just have to hold on, keep your eyes steadfast placed on him and everything will work for the good once you actually start following God. Because that person now is actually putting forth effort into living godly, living a God lifestyle. And I'm glad and they're glad they did it as well. I'm very um, glad they did that. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, Melvin. Um, as Melvin already mentioned, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. And before we move too far, we like, if you can, to bow your heads with us and say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to grow closer to you, to study your word. Lord, just to see what it is that you're calling for us to do with our lives so that we could live for you and allow our light to shine. Lord, we thank you for all the many blessings that you bestow upon us, Lord, how you continue to provide us with just life itself, just air to breathe, um, sunlight, just so many things that we may become um, ungrateful for, um, even uh, subconsciously. So, Lord, we just thank you for everything just for waking up today. We thank you, Lord. And we're praying for all the people going through so many afflictions, Lord, uh, the sick, the shut-in, the people that uh, having so many heartaches, going heart attacks, so many things, strokes, Lord. We're praying for the people with chronic illnesses. Lord, we're praying the, for the homeless, Lord. Just so many problems that are in the world and, and because of what was unleashed in us when Adam and Eve ate of the tree. So, Lord, we're praying that you would step in in the midst of the dark hours and just allow your light to shine in every situation. We're praying these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Melvin already mentioned, we're going to discuss a, a 
pretty great topic tonight. Uh, it's titled, You Are Special, because that's what you are. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Deuteronomy, the 7th chapter and verse 6. But we want to encourage uh, everyone out there to continue on the path of seeking God because you are his chosen. If you decide to line your life up with the scripture, you have been chosen by God and you are special. Uh, I was actually just talking to Melvin uh, a few minutes ago and he sent me this picture and I didn't even notice the <laughs> the red, uh, um, I guess, icon or, or figure or whatever you want to call it, the red man in the back. I didn't even notice that <laughs> until now. But it's showing someone standing out because as a true Christian, one who is really trying to live the life that God has called us, you will stand out a lot of times just because of your beliefs. But that's the way God wants you to because you're special. When somebody sees you, they automatically will know that you are a child of God. That's what he wants. So we're going to look at Deuteronomy the 7th chapter and verse 6. All right. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. What a mighty God that we serve. God has chosen you unto himself. Now, he chose us to be holy. And if you choose to be holy, now there's a choice you have to make, which we've talked about before. But if you choose to be holy, you become special unto him. Even above all of the people on the face of the earth. If you choose to be one of God's children, now that's a choice you have to make. And again, if you do so, you're special. Now that means a lot because a lot of times uh, if someone says this person is special, we think that a lot of times that means strange. Uh, in one place, Paul tells us that you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood a peculiar people <laughs> we think of the word peculiar as strange oh it's something wrong with them they're weird but that's exactly how god wants you to be he wants you to be separated but as people we want to blend in as much as possible if we were the one person in this picture wearing red <laughs> <laughs> We'd ask one of these other people, you got an outfit I could change to. Because <laughs> I'm the only one here. <laughs> and I'm wearing red. I got to put on the same clothes. Because we don't want to stick out. Um, and it's probably going to be confusing for all of the people uh, who will not view the video. But uh, It's on the um, thumbnail of the podcast, so. Well, it will be on the thumbnail of the podcast. So um, if you are watching or listening to the podcast later, just look at the thumbnail and you should see the image that we're talking about. Yeah. But God chose you to be special only unto him. And that that means a lot. That makes me happy. Uh, in one place, we were talking about this Tuesday. In one place, God said his name is Jealous because he's a jealous God. Because he wants you all to himself. You can't serve two masters. 
He doesn't want you to be halfway for him and halfway for uh, other things that he's against. He doesn't want you to be that way because you are special to him. He is jealous, and, and I totally understand that because as I was telling them, if I were married, I wouldn't want my wife to be the wife of 10 other people. I'm jealous as well. The same jealousy that God had rubbed off on me as well. So because if a, a, a woman is my wife, then she is special unto me. That's how God feels about you. You are special unto him. So even all the way back with the children of Israel, he did so many things with them to to show the world that they were special. From the very beginning, he told them, hey, don't eat certain meats. Eat unleavened bread. Work six days and don't do anything the seventh day. Dress a certain way. Talk a certain way. So when other people, other nations around the world would see that, they said, that must be a Jew because he weird. There's something wrong with them. They're they doing right. things. They're... <laughs> They're doing things differently from what the rest of us do. It's something different about this person. God wants that. He wants people to be able to look at you and say, that must be a child of God. I can tell by the way they're acting. He said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. Not let your mouth shine. <laughs> Not go around talking because that's what Christians want to do these days. We want to profess godliness. But in works, we deny him. Not go around talking about how much of a Christian I am, allowing our actions to prove it. So we are special to him above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. All right. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. For ye were the fewest of all people. Now he's talking about the Jews here. He did not choose them, nor did he choose us, because it was such a, a large number of us. Not because we're mighty, we're more mighty than other people. We're stronger because we look better. He didn't choose us for that. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. So even if you've been bullied in school or you've been uh, neglected or uh, segregated, no matter what, if you, <laughs> if somebody says your hair is not long enough, uh, your eyes are too big, one eye is bigger than the other, you got uh, you missing a finger. It does not matter because God says you are special to Him. None of those things matter because I know that those things happen. People all throughout school, I notice how kids would pick on others who look different from them if you wore glasses oh they're gonna pick on you <laughs> because you're the only person sitting in the classroom with glasses on they say oh you gotta be a nerd then <laughs> because you had something special about you there was something different and that's what god is looking for he's not so concerned with if you wear glasses or if you don't but what's in your heart, will you choose to follow him? So if you are a child of God today, you are special. If you are considering to be a child of God, 
<laughs> that's something special because a lot of people aren't even doing that. They say, I don't even want to be considered a child of God. I don't even want to believe in him. But somebody out there, I'm praying that even if you aren't so sure, try him and find out. He loves you. You are special to him. He wants you to come home. So let's continue to go down here. But because the Lord, the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God had made them promises, the children of Israel, and he has made us promises today also. We are special to God. He has promised to give us an inheritance among the saints. He has promised us things. He has promised to protect us. So many things God has promised to us. And if you want them, continue in his word and you'll receive them. All right. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations mm -hmm. and repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hated him. He will repay him to his face. Now, that means a lot. God, he said in one place, vengeance is his. So he is going to repay everyone for their works. In the book of Revelations, he said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to pay every man according as his work shall be. God, he's going to repay you. For everything you've done for him. Because you are special. And so that means even if someone has belittled you and said, are oh, you weird? <laughs> you believe in God. Something wrong with you. You must be crazy. You're a lunatic. Even if they've said these things, hold your integrity. Hold on to God because no matter what, he's going to repay all of the evil work, because that's evil work. All of the evil, he's going to repay. So you don't have to get bent out of shape. And I know it gets tough in the moment because I find myself the same way sometimes. You, sometimes you want to respond. Then you have to recognize, hold on, let me, <laughs> let me allow my light to shine in this situation. I was thinking about it uh, uh, just actually a, f a little few minutes ago uh, before we came on the air. I was thinking about how if you sit in a dark room and um, it can be nighttime and if you have if you had your eyes closed for a while um, like I said you've gotten used to this dark room if someone comes in your room and immediately turn the lights on it'll hurt your eyes because you have gotten used to darkness that's the way it is when you become a child of God. So many people around you have gotten used to darkness. And so once you begin to allow your light to shine, <laughs> they can't stand it. It hurts to be around you because people say, something wrong with you. You just, I, I, I just don't like being around this person. I, I just, they, they always want to talk about God. They are, everything that happens, they want to bring God into it. God don't have anything to do with this situation, but they still bring. It's because, friend, you are special. 
because you can see just how amazing God is. And you're trying to allow them to catch on to the light, but they don't want it. But so God is going to repay everyone for their works. So all we have to do is hold on because you are special. He has chosen you from the foundation of the world. I want to get that in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. God has chosen you before you were even born. That makes you special. He looked, the Bible says he declared uh, the ending from the beginning. What chapter did you say? Uh, Ephesians, the first chapter. Verse. Ephesians, the first chapter, and we're going to start at verse 3. God has declared, he stood in the beginning and declared what the end was going to be like. He knew all along that he was going to choose you. So I want all of God's children to truly recognize how important you are. He said, you are above all the nations of the earth, all the people of the earth. Now, that's not to get prideful and boastful about. I'm not saying that. We should always stay humble. We should always decorate ourselves with humility. We, but with that, we still have to know who we represent. We still have to carry ourselves in a holy manner because he said we are a holy people, a holy generation. That's what God is calling us to be. And that is what makes you special. Because so many other people out there, they're not standing for what God says. His holiness is what's going to make you special. <laughs> and once you receive the Holy Ghost, that's what's really going to encourage you to be holy. That's what's really going to enable you to be holy. So once you become holy, you become special because you truly become God's child. So we're going to pick up Ephesians. Uh, we'll start up at verse 3 and read down. Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, mm -hmm. according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. My God, now that, that is, that is, this is amazing because God has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, before the world was ever even created. How special is that? He had already designed his entire plan around you. He didn't design us around the world. He didn't say, I'm going to give the animals humans. No, he said, I'm going to give the humans animals. He didn't say, I'm going to give the air mankind. No, he made all of these things for us. That's amazing for the sun to be created for me, for stars to be created for me, for the mountains, for all of these beautiful things, the land, the sea, for all of these things to be created for me. That makes me feel special because the earth is the Lord's. Everything that is here is his and he is wanting to give that to you. 
because you are special. Uh, that makes me excited. See, somebody, there's a lot of people who have been deceived and we don't recognize just how much God loves us. He cares so much about us. In fact, he chose us before we were ever even created. Now, how many of us have ever chosen something before it ever even came into the existence. I know you didn't because it's impossible for us to do it. But even if we are going to choose um, even a spouse, it shows so much love if we choose someone before they ever choose us. That's love. And that's what God did for us. He chose us before we even chose him because we weren't even here yet. God commended his love for us through Christ. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He showed his love even while we showed hatred towards him. Even while we continue, because I know I've done it so much, even while we continue to ignore him, and I know I did, continually ignoring him, his call, he still loved me. He still said, I'm going to keep working on you. I'm going to keep pushing at you until you finally see you're special. And that's what I want you to recognize today. You are special. Even if God corrects you, even if you have to, uh, even if you're reading scriptures and seeing, man, God's saying I'm doing this wrong. God's saying I'm doing that wrong. It's because you're special. He wants you to recognize because he wants you to get corrected. He chastises. He corrects those that he loves. That makes you special. If people didn't care about you. They will continually allow you to do something wrong. And hurt yourself. And not say anything. Because they don't love you. If somebody rode past your house. And saw your house on fire. And they just kept going. That's because they didn't love you. They say that's good for them. I didn't like them anyways. I'm gonna set people say I people say I'm gonna set your house on fire. I burn your house down because they don't love you. But when you try to help somebody, that's love, and that's what God has done for us. So let's go down uh, to verse five having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to pray to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. This was all a part of his plan. This was foreordained before the world even began, all right? In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Now, you know what makes us special? Forgiveness. Because so many of us, we can't forgive anybody for anything. That, that alone allows me to know that we're special. When you can learn to forgive, that means you're special. And that's what God has given to us, the opportunity for forgiveness. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Look at how much damage we caused as people. We caused Jesus Christ to have to die. And he never did anything wrong. 
But in order for God to be pleased, Jesus Christ had to die. Now that shows me we're special. That he was willing to give someone who was so dear to him. The man Christ Jesus. Someone who had never done anything. That's a sacrifice. That shows me we're special. Forgiveness shows me we are special. So, don't allow people to derail your faith. Because a lot of times people will talk bad about Christianity. They will make you feel like you're ignorant. Like you are a fool because you believe in God. Especially the, the more and more we progress as a society, we look to science and say, well, God don't even exist. And so if you are a child of God and you go around promoting his name, those people will say, you must be crazy. They'll try to give you a science lesson <laughs> and tell you how we got here. But no, you are special. Because God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. They can't even understand God. So, uh, I actually want to go to the book of 2 Kings. Now, we've talked about this story before, but I want us to see the protection that comes with God. Now, that's not to say he won't allow anything to go wrong because if a perfect man, Jesus Christ himself, if he, if he went through death, then <laughs> how can we get mad at God if bad things happen to us? But again, he will protect you because if you are serving his purpose, you're special. Because that's what Jesus did. They wanted to kill Jesus way before, way before they killed him. But God didn't allow it. They couldn't. And that's how you are. If you truly set out to follow God, he will, you are so special to him, he won't allow anything to happen to you. Sure, you might get a few scratches and bruises, but you won't leave this world. Not until your purpose has been fulfilled. And again, that's what happened with Jesus Christ. If you've never read about his life, they tried to kill him so many times, but they couldn't. God made a way for him to escape. The same way with Peter. God made a way for him to escape. The rest of the apostles, he continued to make a way for them to escape until it was time for them to leave. There is no temptation that hath taken you but such as is common unto man. But God is faithful. He makes a way for you to escape. He'll, he won't put more on you than what you can bear because you are special. Now, I know uh, working different jobs, people try to put a lot on you. They don't care if you can bear it or not. We've read that many times with uh, Pharaoh adding more and more on the burdens of the people. But I've seen it in this life, in this time. 
job, they'll run you into the ground. And if you don't show up anymore, they say, that's fine. We'll just get somebody else. And they will continue to put burdens on you. And they don't care if you can bear them or not. But God, you're special to him. He cares about your feelings. He cares about your well-being. But not a, and now he won't change his word for you. You have to conform to his word. But if you choose to, you're special. So I wanted to look at, uh, I say, 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. And we'll start at verse 8 here. I want us to notice God's protection. Right. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. So what we're going to see here is the king of Syria is going to go to war with Israel. So what he's done in verse 8, he's told them, this is how I want to attack them. I'm going to set up uh, ambushes. And they won't even see it coming. That's what he's telling his servants now, his, his generals, his attorney general, his lieutenant. That's what he's telling his people. All right. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place. For thither the Syrians are come down. <laughs> My God. Now, the only way for the man of God to know this is for God to reveal it to him. God is already working to protect. And that's what he's going to do for us today. If you become one of his, you're special. He's going to protect you even from unseen danger not only from things you can see but things you couldn't even see coming because I, and this is something that bothers me a lot a lot of times people feel it's the gun that protects them it's the weapon it's the sword it's the knife <laughs> God help us God he is mightier than a gun. I remember I was talking to someone one time, and he was so surprised when I told him I had never shot a gun before. Not a real gun. Shot a, a BB gun, a pellet gun. But as far as a, a, a pistol, a mag, I never shot one of those before. And I don't own one because I don't need one. Because I know I'm special. I know, friend, even if you do shoot me, I know I'm special. And God has a plan for me. And I won't leave this earth until my mission is complete. So, I was talking to someone one time. And he was telling me how, uh, I think it happened to his, uh, I don't remember if it was his aunt or his uncle. But it was somebody in his family. He was saying they were driving down the road. And somebody was waiting in the median and they were on the they were coming from the opposite way and the person pulled out there and i can't remember if they hit head on i want to say they did but i can't remember if they because it was been a while can't remember if they hit head on or if they just ran them off the road 
whatever it was, people got injured. And the point of the point that I'm trying to make by telling this story is that the gun couldn't protect them. It doesn't matter if they had a gun in that instance. It's so God is the only thing that can he is the only one that can truly protect us. Truly. Because people will catch you off guard. And that's what we're going to see here. So the man of God told the king of Israel, don't go into this certain place because there's traps waiting for you. Now, God had to reveal that to the man of God. All right. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there. Not once, not twice. The king, he tested out this theory. He wanted to know if it were true. So he went there and found out it was true. He saved himself more than one time, more than two times. He saved himself multiple times. All right. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? For this reason, therefore, which means for this reason, the king of Syria got upset <laughs> because none of his ambush worked. None of his traps hurt the children of God. Why? Because they were special. Because God had chosen them before the foundation of this world unto himself. Because God loves them above all the people of the world. Because God knew people were going to come against them. So the church, the the king of Syria, he's asking his servants, he's asking his army, his lieutenant. <laughs> he's asking his, his general. He said, hold on, I want to know which one of y'all told them. Because there was no way they should have known. All right. And one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king, but Elisha. The prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in my bedchamber, in thy bedchamber. <laughs> now that's what God can do that your gun can't do. God can tell you things to save you from danger that you didn't even see coming. I ain't never heard a gun do that. I never heard the machete do that. See, we try to use fear tactics to protect ourselves, but... God says you're special, friend. You're selling yourself short. We're looking to all these other things to protect us. We're looking to medicine to protect us. But put your trust in God because you are special. God has more power than all these things. You are special. So the king of Syria is upset now because he's trying to figure out which one of his people has crossed them? Which one of them are going back telling the children of Israel? Because he said, look, we've set up multiple traps. And now, okay, the first one didn't work. But I know the second or the third one should have got somebody. You mean tell me we didn't get one person? Some ain't working right. Some ain't adding up. I know y'all going back and telling them. Y'all have to be. And one of <laughs> And the lieutenant spoke up. He said, look... <laughs> Is that prophet down there? I know who it is. It's the prophet. The prophet is telling the people. And the prophet wouldn't know a single thing unless God revealed it to him. 
the prophet wouldn't know anything unless God showed it to him. So <laughs> the servant here said, Elisha, the prophet, he's telling <laughs> He's telling the king of Israel what you've been talking about in your bedchamber when you in your room, <laughs> when you all alone, when you having these private meetings with you and the general, with you and your wife coming up with these plans. And God is right there listening. You can't hide anything from God. He doesn't sleep. He's everywhere. If you go up to heaven, he's there. If you if you make hell your home, he's there. No matter where you go, he is there. So, all right, let's 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 see how the king reacts here. And he said, go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. <laughs> now, this shows us just how blinded people are. Because if the prophet, if God is showing the prophet how you plan to capture his people, how you think you're going to spy on the prophet? <laughs> how you think that's going to work? God know you're coming. God already knows your desires. So he said, let's go down here. Fetch him. Go get him for me. All right. Therefore, sent he, sent he through the horses and chariots and the great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. Now, you know you're special <laughs> when they send, <laughs> they send the whole kitchen. Well, I forgot how that saying goes. They gave everything but the kitchen sink or something. I can't I even remember. <laughs> I can't even remember how it goes. But they sent all of their people down there. They sent a great host to get one man. They sent horses and chariots, a, a large group of people to get one man. Now, that reminds me of what they did with Jesus. They came to him at night. They, they had to bring all that they had, and he still knocked them on their backside. They asked, they, they said, look, we're looking for Jesus. He said, I am he. And immediately when he said it, he knocked them all back. This is the power of God, and this power is on your side if if you choose to line up with his word because you are special. He'll do these same things for you. He has no respect of person. So they sent all of the they sent a great number of people down here to capture one man, all right? And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alice, my master, how shall we do? So the servant of God, Elisha, the prophet, he's there with his servant. So it's two people here now. We see two people. He goes out early in the morning, probably getting water or something of that nature. So he goes out and he comes to the surprise of his life. He goes out and sees all of these people surrounding them, they are surrounded. He said, alas, my master, how shall we do? How are we going to get out of this? What do? What are we going to do here? Should I go fetch the weapons? See, this, <laughs> this is our mindset. We say, I got to go get my gun. 
I'm going down, but I'm going to go down with a fight. No. You are special, friend. Put your trust in God. You are special. He will protect you if you allow him to. If you allow him to. See, when Jesus would, when they came to take Jesus, Peter, he took out his sword. Jesus told him, he said, put that thing up, man. We don't need that. Put that thing up. See, God's power is more than weapons. Because you are special. He, if he created this world with nothing but his word, not by power, not by might, but his spirit, nothing but his word. He said, the, Jesus told us the word that he speak, for they are spirit. Nothing but his word. Somebody ain't going to understand. So he said, what are we going to do here? All right. And he answered, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. <laughs> I can imagine the servant looking around and said, man, it ain't nobody here. It's just me and you. <laughs> where they at? They that are with us, where are they? But <laughs> Elisha is trying to tell him, man, you are special. You're special. God, if God be for us, <laughs> who can be against us? God is more than the whole world against us. He didn't choose them because they were more. See, it was it was it was only two of them. God didn't choose them because they had the majority, because they had the numbers. That's how we choose uh that's how we choose things. Because of what's more. If we look at this situation from the natural eye, we say, "Oh, the people who have the most, they're going to win." But that's not what God chose them for. He chose them because they were going to do his will because they are special. So Elisha the prophet says, <laughs> don't fear. God is on our side, all right? And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. The prophet Elisha said, look, Lord, open this young man's eyes so he can see he's special. Open his eyes so he can know that if you are on his side, it doesn't matter who comes against him. So he prayed and God showed the servant. How that the mountain was full of God's army, of horses and chariots of fire, representing the spirit of God. God's spirit showed up on the scene. Uh, John the Baptist told us Jesus was coming to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. God opened this young man's eyes to see chariots of fire. God's spirit showed up right there. His spirit showed up on the scene in a physical sense. But see, that's what we want. We want things to be physical, but God is not doing that. He wants us to trust in him, to have faith. Without faith, it is impossible. And he wants you to believe things you can't even see. Because, friend, you believe in the wind. You have seen a day in your life. But you believe in it. Believe in God also. Because, friend, you're special. 
You are special. So there were chariots of fire around this army that came down to take two people. God did all of this for two. He said, where there are two or three gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. He did all this for two. He'll do this for you too. Because you're special. All right. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now, they didn't have to raise a sword. God blinded the eyes of these people that were coming to attack his children. Because he loved his children so much that he, he had a purpose for them. It wasn't time for them to leave this world yet. It wasn't time. So God continues to do this even for us. Will you recognize that today? Will you choose to join God's army? Will you choose to be on the Lord's side? Choose ye this day. So I want to uh, I want to wrap things up in the book of Luke. The, sorry, the 22nd chapter and verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. This is what even we are facing as children of God. We're facing the same thing Peter faced. The devil wants to derail us. He wants to sift us as wheat. Now, if you don't understand uh, what this uh, analogy is trying to get at, sifting wheat or threshing wheat, uh, call it different things, but it's just the process of separating the chaff from the grains of wheat basically you take us after wheat is grown a stem of wheat you have to get the actual grain of wheat from the inside of the plant and so the way people do this especially in older times they would beat it they would step on it uh hit it with things however they would uh they're just trying to free what's inside, which is the wheat, the part that you can actually eat. The chaff, it's unprofitable. You can't use it. But the wheat, we can do all sorts of things. We can make bread with that. We can live off of that. I know I enjoy honey wheat bread. But so, God, Jesus here is trying to show us what the devil wants to do. He said, look, the devil wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to separate you. That's all it is. Sifting wheat was nothing but a process of separation, separating the good from the bad. So he wanted to separate Peter from God. That's what he wants to do to you too because the devil knows you're special. He don't want you to hear this. He wants you to say, man, turn that junk off. Don't listen. But he wants to separate you from God. 
but hold on because you're special. Even if it may seem like I've talked to many people and they said, man, it seems like to this point, it seemed like it's been a lonely journey. But you're not alone. You're special. Sometimes it may seem that way because you aren't following the crowd. But that's exactly what God wants you to be doing because you're special. People find it strange. Peter told us because you run not to the same manner of riot because you're not doing the same thing. They say you're strange. No, friend, tell them I'm special because God says so. So to close, don't allow what people say circumstances to separate you from God because you are special to him. He chose you from the very beginning before the world was even created. He chose you to fulfill his purpose, to be a light in darkness. Don't give up on him because he won't give up on you. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. And God is not slack concerning his promise. He is going to keep everything he said he would do because you're special. So I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin if we don't have any questions uh, before I, before I, because <laughs> I can, I can talk all night because I feel special today. I really do because God has spared me so many times and I didn't deserve it and still don't. But God loved me enough to call me special. So I hope somebody out there is encouraged and can feel the love of God. So, Melvin, I'll let you. <laughs> That's a good point that you, um, good, good lesson, that, good lesson, definitely good lesson. Um, you hit the nail right on the head with that one. But what you just said, like God spared you, he definitely spared me in a lot of things where, I was dealing with a lot of different things, even dealing with anger or just doing something stupid. Like, I know how I like to rush to things or how I used to be. Like, I do some, pull off some risky maneuver on the highway and definitely should have gotten hit a lot of times. But God <laughs> spared me because I am special. Um, Alicia says, amen. God is true to his word. That, that he is. That he is. We just have to be true to him and actually serve him and love him the way that we say we do because as we say all the times a lot of people say it they say they love God they wear the chain necklace they have it on their license plates they have a picture of Philippians 4.13 or any scripture on their wall and saying I am a child of God but in their works they deny him and a lot of people don't even know it but it's up to us Like as I always say to um, study the Bible get into it and study a lot of people they have everything else to do but study God, but study the Word of God. And we only will look into the Bible if, we're, we, if we've done everything else we have to do. And then we have the mentality of like, well, I guess I'm not doing anything else. I can, I can study this Bible. But it takes a lot more than that to actually get the right understanding of these scriptures. And getting back on the topic of God sparing us, he likes to he protects us from things that we can't even see mm -hmm. and a lot of times we give him flag for we we, 
we complain at the most minor inconvenience. Like um, I posted a couple of days ago that we get mad because our car won't start. Meanwhile, there's a drunk driver on the road that God knew would hit you had your car started on that time. Sure, you may be late to work, but being late to work is a lot better than being in the hospital or being dead. But we don't look at it from that angle. We just look at it like, man, something is prohibiting me from getting to where I want to be. And actually, that minor inconvenience was greater than what would have happened had your car started. So as long as we keep looking at things with a negative attitude, then we'll be, that's how we will feel. We have to start thinking about what God has protected us from. Things that we cannot see instead of complaining about it. It'll make your day a whole lot better, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. But um, that's all I really have. You have anything else? No, not unless anybody has questions. Definitely feel free to ask. We encourage questions. We love them. Um, I know I do. I know Melvin does because we've talked about it many times. Yeah. Um, but definitely continue to seek God and ask questions. Uh, ask us questions because um, we enjoy it. Yes, let's just say it's grace and mercy. Definitely show me a lot of those. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. Yes, most definitely. Definitely appreciate you guys for coming, interacting with us. We we love when people talk back. <laughs> we don't like to just talk at talk at you. We love when people say things back to us. Right. <laughs> So definitely if you have any questions, um, comment them. And if you have any questions throughout the week when we're not live, just send them in our inbox or email us. We're always open to questions. So thank you guys. Um, we don't have many, so I can thank each of you individually. Thank you, Katie, Adam, and Shanta, and Alicia for the comments. Thank you um, so much. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. And um, if you don't know, we upload these, pop, these live streams and audio versions to all major podcast stations. Roger says great works. Thank you. Thank you. Praise him, brother. Thank you. So sorry I got a little sidetrack. We upload audio versions of these live streams to all major podcast platforms shortly after so that you can listen to them any and everywhere. And I'll give it a few more seconds, but if we don't have any more questions then we'll wrap it up there. And we definitely hope to see you guys next Thursday at the same time. So we pray that you guys have a blessed weekend. Anything else? Um, I don't think I don't know if you said it, but we also uh, still having Bible study Tuesday at yep. six thirty. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, well, we do have actual in-person Bible studies on every Tuesday if you're in the Oxford area. Um, in the J.D. Williams Library, in the Studio One recording room, uh, you don't have to be a student to park on campus after five. So you don't have to be a student to attend. So definitely, if you're in that area, we're more than happy to um, for you to be there. So again, thank you for watching. And we hope to see you guys next week at the same time. So thank you. See you guys.